So uh, we will start uh, this morning's service with a prelude. Here we go. Jennifer Askey, and I serve the Unitarian Church of Edmonton as a member at large of our Board of Trustees. This morning, I welcome you to the Unitarian Church of Edmonton's online Zoom service. We are a liberal, multi-generational religious community. We celebrate a rich mosaic of free-thinking, spiritually questing individuals joined in common support and action. Whether you've been a part of our congregation for decades, or this is your first time visiting, we welcome you. Whatever the faith and traditions of your past, we welcome you. Whatever your theological stance, we welcome you. Whatever your heritage, we welcome you. Whoever you are and whomever you love, we welcome you, the whole of you. We especially welcome any visitors who might be with us today 
and invite you to join us for conversation in the breakout rooms once the service has ended. We invite you to place your name and contact information in our online guest book, which you can find on the uce.ca website. You will find a link to our guest book at the top of the chat box. This morning, we also acknowledge that most of us today are on Treaty 6 territory, home of First Nations, Métis, and Inuit over many centuries. A treaty is an inheritance, a responsibility, and a relationship. May we be good neighbors to one another, good stewards to our planet, and good ancestors to all of our children. Good morning. I'm Reverend Leanne Washington, and I'm delighted to be serving the Unitarian Church of Edmonton as its interim minister. Our theme for the month of January is imagination. Imagination may be understood as the faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external objects not present to the senses. Another way of putting that is being able to imagine what is not yet in existence. For those of us who ground our understanding of the world in science, I share with you two quotes of many about imagination attributed to Albert Einstein, who is generally considered a genius of science. The first quote is that imagination is more important than knowledge for knowledge is limited to all we now know and understand, while imagination embraces the entire world and all there ever will be to know and understand. And the second quote is likened to the first, imagination is more important than knowledge. Imagination is the language of the soul. Pay attention to your imagination and you will discover all you need to be fulfilled. Everything begins with an idea. Look around you right now. The chair you sit upon, the computer or tablet or phone you are using to access this morning's service. They all began as imaginative ideas. Someone thought that something not currently in existence was possible. And then that someone got to work bringing into existence what previously was not. Today, we are going to explore the relationship between imagination and the work that we do as a congregation. As Unitarian Universalists, we believe that our actions are more important than our varied beliefs. We commit to promoting seven principles derived from six sources. And we commit to living into those principles. How that commitment manifests itself is determined by our vision. I ask you, can you articulate Unitarian Church of Edmonton's vision for itself? Well, if the vision statement doesn't come immediately to mind, that's okay. We will be working together over the next several months to bring UCE's vision to the fore. Because how can a group of people as diverse in theology, philosophy, and life circumstances as we are make a difference in ourselves and the world if we aren't guided by a unifying vision? I take this opportunity to invite you to participate in the tea time with Reverend Leanne and the interim transition team, also referred to as the ITT, so that you can share, among other things, your hopes and dreams for UCE going forward. You'll find a link to the Sign Up Genius in various correspondences like the newsletter and the Friday emails. Reverend Gretchen Haley, the senior minister serving Foothills Unitarian in Fort Collins, Colorado, 
asks us to be generous with our dreaming. She invites you to cast your vision here in the middle of the hardest moment, the turning of the new year. This life was so much worth saving, this fragile faith. For the children born now into the world as it is with the threat of war, still, while the memory lingers of holidays, chaotic and miraculous, into this day, offer the vision that you've tried to talk yourself down from. Offer the vision of your wildest dreams, your audacious aims, the beauty that whispers to you to follow and to build and to become. For this world coming undone by distraction and by greed and by fear, this world divided by made up borders and fake fights and all that needs forgiveness. Here, stir up your steadfast hope, your resolute clarity of what remains possible. Be generous with your dreaming and brave. All paths to the future are born in this courage of imagination, this willingness to shed, to salvage, to start again, to be this blessing for each other, to be this blessed. Come, let us worship together. And for our uh, chalice writing uh, reading today, we have a reading um, excerpt uh, in the soft light of this flame by Reverend Scott Taylor. In the soft light of this flame, may our lives shimmer anew. May we notice new possibilities in those relationships that seem lost. May the turning of the year give birth to a dream. May the emerging light pull a new story into view. May what is give way, might be, be imagined. Everything turn, turn, turn. 
community is sharing the joys and sorrows of our lives. During the holiday season, we did not enjoy candles of connection because we had various services dedicated both to our joys and to our sorrows. So if you have a personally significant joy or sorrow that has occurred over the last uh, three or four weeks, please type it into the chat window at the bottom of the screen where we will be able to see it. I will read them aloud. Your joys and sorrows will be part of our posted recording of the service. So if you'd not like to have your joy or sorrow available to the public, then indicate that in the chat with the prefix private colon, and then your joy or sorrow. You may also send your joy or sorrow to candles at uce.ca. Sheila has a joy. Her 17-year-old granddaughter passed her driving test. I bet that's a relief for her parents. <laughs> Gordon would like to send best wishes for a happy birthday to Yvonne. Happy birthday, Yvonne. Elaine says that to her great joy, her son has been granted his PhD. Congratulations. Coralie and John ask for prayers for a friend recovering from major surgery. Ruth is grateful to hear that COVID vaccinations have begun in Alberta. And Gordon wishes a happy birthday to his 91-year-old Aunt Wilma. Happy birthday, Aunt Wilma. Audrey sends our farewell to Mary Ayers who chose 
country roads, call me home, and many of her hats were at her memorial service. Another gathering for those who wish to remember her is planned for the summer. Inga has a sorrow. Her sister is losing her eyesight. We wish the best for your sister. Jan has a sorrow to, to share privately. Lynn is grateful and joyful that her retina made it through an, a period of infection last month. Audrey wishes happy birthday to Kimberly laying on her 65th birthday and also wishes a happy birthday to Yvonne and anyone else who has a birthday in this time period. Sylvia reminds me that Rosemary has posted something uh, earlier and I will be recognizing that later in the service. Thank you, Sylvia. Seeing no additional joys or sorrows, I will light one candle for all the unspoken joys and sorrows held within the sanctuary of our hearts, and also for all those who have yet to find a spiritual home where they can share their joys and sorrows. Now we have a reading. Um, I would ask everyone when I state uh, no man to consider in your minds, no person of whatever um, uh, gender identity that you might want to attribute to it. No man is an island by John Donne. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. As well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. The biblical book of Ecclesiastes, from which Pete Seeger got his inspiration for turn, 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 tells us that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. One season that we resist with all our might is the season of death. We don't like the finality of death. It is difficult for us to imagine and even more difficult for us to live with. And when we do so, we're often thrown into the pain we find hard to endure. We attempt to soften the jagged edges of the thought that we will never again be in the presence of someone we have loved. So we have many euphemisms for death. For instance, we say that someone has passed away 
as though like dandelion filaments, they've been lifted aloft beyond our reach by a puff of wind. Or we say that someone is lost, but our deceased loved ones are not lost. They are not misplaced and they did not wander off. They never really leave us. Their memories live on long after their physical presence is no longer with us. Even when we least expect it, we hear a song or a poem or a movie dialogue and they come to mind. And sometimes after their deaths in those precious moments of memory, our pain of loss transforms into the pleasure of remembrance. Today, we remember and honor two members of our congregation who died in 2020. Mary Ayers and Stephen Greenlaw. I invite you to place in the chat box any friends or family members who died in 2020 and who you want to honor in memory today. I will read them aloud. Sheila Parr remembers and honors her mom, Pat Clough. I remember and honor one of my role models, the notorious RBG, one of my ministerial mentors, Reverend David McPherson, my daughter's grandmother-in-law, Violet Way, and my uncle, Joseph S. Johnston all of whom died between September 18th and November 14th this year. Yvonne honors and remembers her neighbor, May Lou. Sylvia remembers and honors her cousin, Evald Krog, who died in Denmark, and whose funeral she was able to attend by Zoom. Mike and Oksana remember and honor Matt Burt. Lynn and John remember and honor their friend Dale. Seeing no more names, I share this prayerful reflection. O spirit of life and love and truth, give us the courage to take another breath and to live another day in the certainty that after a time, our persistent pain of loss will transform into the pleasure of precious moments of remembrance. May we find peace and healing and eventually be able to imagine again. Blessed be Ashe and Amen. In 2020, we also experienced a different type of exit. The retirement of Reverend Brian Keeley, who retired earlier this year, and you see as UCE's senior minister, and Reverend Aubrey Brooks, who just recently retired, effective December 31st, from serving as UCE's chaplain. In our free churches, there is perhaps no bond more sacred than the bond between a minister and the congregation that has chosen him or her to serve them. This is because a minister's power and authority come not from on high, but from the hearts and minds of those they serve. 
And I know from my conversations with many of you that Reverend Brian and Reverend Audrey have always been held closely in your hearts and minds. Now, however, it is time to accept this change and to engage in the spiritual practice of letting go. Reverend Brian has moved on to other forms of employment and service. And though she remains with us, Reverend Audrey is no longer our chaplain and is therefore no longer the person to go to for spiritual and emotional support. I share this prayerful reflection. Spirit of life and love and truth, the life of our congregation is fluid, ever-changing with new lives, new vision, and new possibilities. Reverend Brian and Reverend Audrey have served us well. We are grateful for the ministry of these two dedicated servants. We have laughed and cried and grown together. We release them from their service to us and pray that they find joy and happiness in the wondrous new possibilities before them. May they be nourished and sustained by the love and gratitude of all who have known them and all who will come to know them in new and different ways. May they find peace and happiness in every day. Blessed be, Ashe, and Amen. With Mike's not with forms of human reason, nature's growing vine, fruit of many generations, seeds of life divine. We are not As a living, breathing congregation, we do experience many changes and through the years, many seasons. In giving us a poetic view of the human condition, Ecclesiastes also tells us that there is a season to be born, to enter this world. Every day that a child is born is a miracle, an opportunity to recognize the power of love, a day to give thanks for the beauty of the earth, a day to recognize that no one is brought up alone and that every person is a savior to the world. It is a time to engage our imaginations for all that is possible. In 2020, we were blessed to welcome a new child to the Kelly Snyder family and thus to us. This adorable youngster is Conan Douglas Kelly Snyder, who joined us on July 12th. 
I invite you to place in the chat the name of friends and loved ones who joined us in 2020. From Rosemary, we have two new people, Corbin Finley, her great nephew, who was born in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia on October 17th. And she also wants to recognize and honor her granddaughter, Amelia Rose, who joined the family in May, though she is four years old. Are there any other congregation members present who have had a birth or adoption or other new entry into the family? Maybe a new son-in-law or daughter-in-law. Or parent-in-law or step-parents, step-children. Bobby wants to recognize and honor her new cousin, Eleanor Rose, who joined her family in November. Louise wants to remember and honor and be give joyful thanks for her newly found adult nephew and niece. Gordon wants to celebrate the arrival of his great niece, Abigail. Oh my goodness, so many all at once, let's see. Lynn celebrates the arrival of her grandnephew who was born on her birthday and whose name is Axel. Ruth celebrates great nephews, Vincent in Ottawa and Rowan in New York City, a leap day baby. Art celebrates Princess Ella, a great-granddaughter, born June 20th. Audrey celebrates her great-great-grandson, Lincoln, who was born in August. Lincoln belongs to Audrey Brooks. Seeing no additions to the chat, in celebration of Conan's birth and all the others whose entries into our lives we celebrate, I have modified a reading prepared by Sarah York and made it a prayer in honor of all these new entrants. And in recognition of my deep belief that we adults have much to learn from our children. Spirits of life and love and truth Give us the spirit of the child. Give us the child who lives within. The child who trusts. The child who imagines. The child who sings. The child who receives without reservation. The child who gives without judgment. Give us a child's eyes that we may receive the beauty and freshness of this day like a sunrise. Give us a child's ears that we may hear the music of mythical times. Give us a child's heart 
that we may be filled with wonder and delight. Give us a child's faith that we may be cured of our cynicism. Give us the spirit of the child who is not afraid to need, who is not afraid to love unconditionally. Blessed be Ashe and Amen. With mics muted, you may join in singing hymn number of our congregation, we are reminded that we're not a social club or a community service organization. We are a congregation of Unitarian Universalists who are diligently working toward, among other things, creating and maintaining a beloved community where all are embraced and none suffer discrimination, where justice prevails through equal opportunity and equal treatment where we check our words and our deeds against the question, is what I'm about to say or do consistent with loving my fellow human beings as myself? Since my arrival as your interim minister, the board, the staff, and several other committees have begun opening meetings with a chalice lighting reading, such as my favorite, 
written by a colleague and friend of mine, Reverend Eric Walker Wickstrom. It goes like this. As we approach our agenda, let us remember that we are doing the work of the congregation. When we do the work of this congregation, we touch lives. When we touch lives, we change the world. And because it's a chalice lighting, it ends with may this chalice flame we now kindle remind us throughout our meeting of our ministry and our mission. Do you know UCE's mission? Can you paraphrase UCE's mission statement? If you can't, don't worry. The board is mindful of the need to bring the congregation's mission to the forefront. And you will become more familiar with it as time goes on. The Board of Trustees is tasked with setting guidelines and goals for fulfilling our mission. And the board is accountable to the congregation for ensuring that we all know and understand our congregation's mission. This time of transition is a challenging time to be serving on UCE's board. It is as though they have twice the amount of work to do. Because in addition to all, I guess I will look at the slide and do it in the order of their pictures in the slide, Jennifer Askey, Robert Begg, Karen Belita, Doug Eastwell, Gerard Hayduk, Gloria Krenbrink, Brandy Moller-Reed, and Karen Mills. They were elected to the board at your last general, uh, annual general meeting. In addition to the election of this board in 2020, we saw the introduction of two new committees necessitated by the interim period in which UCE finds itself of imagination, a period of imagination, of implementation of best practices and change. The interim transition team acts as a think tank, sounding board, and organizer for transitional matters. They're working with me to reflect on the past, claiming and honoring all that has shaped UCE, determining UCE's strengths, needs, and challenges, clarifying the multiple dimensions of leadership needed for UCE to thrive, identifying ways to renew and connect with relationships and resources in the wider community, and preparing the congregation to engage in a new future with renewed vision, stewardship, and commitment. Your interim transition team was selected from your responses to a poll we issued a few months ago, seeking your identification of people in whom you have a high degree of trust and confidence. Your interim transition team is Louise Ch Charach. I may have misspelled that. I mean, mispronounced that. I'm sorry, Louise. Uh, Graham McFarlane, Yvonne Miro, John Pater, Ruth Patrick, Lynn Turvey. Um, and myself. I'm also, uh, by virtue of being the minister and holding that office, a member of the board, I am also a member of the transition team. And because I am a minister in preliminary fellowship with the Unitarian Universalist Ministers Association, I'm required to have a committee on ministry who will work with me to satisfy the UUMA requirements for ministry assessment and professional development. The Committee on Ministry has in some ways replaced the Committee on Ministerial Relations. Currently serving on the committee are two of the desired three members, Reverend Audrey Brooks and Andrew Mills. And as you can see, we're still seeking a third member. Maybe that person is you? If you are interested in learning more about this committee, please send me or Andrew or Reverend Audrey an email. Of course, UCE has many more committees than just these three. 
These are the ones which have been reconstituted in 2020. I hope that we will have an induction ceremony after the next annual general meeting to acknowledge all the members of our then existing committees. In prayer, prayerful reflection, I offer the following. Spirit of life and love and truth. We are grateful for the spirits of these lay leaders. Spirit of generosity, we're grateful for these leaders who give of themselves to make this community strong. Spirit of connection, bless them in their work of reminding us of our highest aspirations. Spirit of imagination, orient them always toward manifesting love and fulfillment of our congregational vision and mission. Spirit of encouragement, keep them grounded in practices that nourish them in this sacred work. May the fruits of their dedication to this congregation return to them a thousandfold. Blessed be Ashe and Amen. Generosity is a spiritual practice, one that enlarges the heart and lightens the spirit. For no matter how much or how little we have, in the sharing of it, both the one who gives and the one who receives are blessed. We are a self-governing and self-supporting community. We rely on your donations to support our staff and to offer our programs. Now more than ever, we need your financial support. Please visit our website at uce.ca to find the donation method that best suits you. For the month of January, we also encourage you to support Change for Children, 
and there is a link on the UCE website to their uh, webpage where you can provide their support. And now with mics muted, if we will sing our offertory song. <laughs> As we bring our time together to a temporary close, I want to acknowledge and thank those who have helped to make our service today possible. Slide creator and slide runner, Andrew Mills, service recorder, Ruth Marriott, uh, breakout room host, Sylvia Crow, readers, Jennifer Askey and John Sproul, director of religious education, Will Adair, youth coordinator, Mary Jenkins and office administrator, Janet Polkowski. This week, we witnessed the unimaginable breach of what should be one of the safest places on earth, the United States Capitol. This of course affected me, a United States citizen, still living in the United States profoundly. In response to the events on Wednesday, both Janet and Will contacted me and asked after my well-being. And thereafter, a few of you also reached out to see how I was doing. The Canadian Unitarian Council asked Reverend Ann Barker to write a prayerful reflection in recognition of how those events affected US citizens, Canadians with dual citizenship, and Canadians who have friends and family living in the United States. It was a beautiful and thoughtful gesture. One Canadian minister, however, chided the CUC for giving so much attention to what happens in the United States when there are plenty of unaddressed injustices and problems at home in Canada. I did not weigh in on the discussion because it's not my place to tell Canadians where to focus their attention. I do generally believe that we are most effective when we act locally and think globally. You've heard that before. However, I do not believe that acknowledging the significance of Wednesday's events in the United States in any way diminishes the ability to ad address injustices in Canada. If for no other reason, such acknowledgement may strengthen Canada's resilience against such anti-democratic forces and its ability to protect its children's futures. Reverend Teresa I. Soto in her reflection invites us to use our imaginations to remember the future for the next generation. She says, can we develop the skill of remembering the future? Can we commit to build the community that will extend into a time that we only know by memory because it will outlast us? Memorize the compass points of the day yet to come, the truth, the love, the fire, the endless yes of the horizon. Shake the scales from your imagination. Reach, stretch, rise. There is no more time for pretending that everything can be all right without your care, without your attention. You can mourn, grief being more real at times than the promise of the sunrise, more real than the peace of the moon that by inconsistent silver turns and disappears. And yet, while we may mourn changes, losses, deceptions, and betrayals, beneath the ash, we find the ember. We weep. And then, as we have learned from labor movements, we organize. Remember the day toward which we gather, the tomorrow toward which we advance. It is with your actions today that you engage that muscle memory, the sense of smell, the ragged velvet feel of a day that you have never lived. It is also your day. 
remember it well. And in honor of our theme this month, I would add, imagine it well. And we extinguish uh, the chalice today with the words of Amy Zucker, Morgenstern, it becomes more. When we take fire from our chalice, it does not become less, it becomes more. And so we extinguish our chalice, but we take its light and warmth with us, multiplying their power by all of our lives and sharing it with the world. With mics muted, please join in singing our closing song, Carry the Flame. This concludes our worship service this morning. Please feel free to take a short comfort break or watch our weekly announcements as they slide by. I believe we have quite a few this morning. Shortly, you will be randomly placed in breakout rooms for coffee and a chat. In collaboration with the interim transitions team and Reverend Audrey Brooks, I'm offering opportunities to get to know me and to get to know each other more deeply and to discuss where we all are with regard to Reverend Brian's retirement, the interim period, and what we imagine for UCE going forward. These tea times with me and the interim transition team have been scheduled for Sunday after services, Wednesday afternoon, and Thursday evenings. I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed that no one has signed up for this afternoon. And I hope that you will now take a moment and click on the link to sign up genius found in the January newsletter and the Friday emails. So that next sometime later this week or, or next week at this, I'll have the joy and privilege of meeting with you. On the Sundays where we will be having tea times following services, I will not be staying for an hour uh, in the main room as I have become accustomed to doing. Instead, we'll be moving into our own breakout room to hold the tea time. Today, however, since we don't have a tea time, I will stay in the main room for about an hour and we can discuss the uh, month's theme of Imagine. We can talk about various aspects of today's service or anything else that is on your mind. So please feel free to take a break and in a few minutes, we'll be assigning you to separate breakout rooms. <laughs> 